This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers. You have a work family. You have a home family. The word family comes up a lot. We think about how can we be more of a family at work? You hear supervisors talk about family. Then we have some of you out there who are like, why can't your coworkers just be your coworkers? Why can't we just be professional? Why do we have to be friends? Why do I have to know everybody's names? Met an HR executive from a large company who told me about her work environment and described her company as a family. It's a family environment. Like nobody wants to let anybody else leave. We all want to work together all the time. And it became almost like a cult like atmosphere. She described it like we're so behind each other. They started getting where they didn't question each other's decisions on things. And they started to really just buy in and have this huge, huge level of trust. That sounds really, really good. But the company that I'm talking about is Enron. So there's some things that can happen within a company. Like where's the line? Where's the line? Is Are we on the family side? Do we think companies should be family? Real quick, can should, you should... explain what happened to Enron real quick, just for people who may oh, not know? in case know. somebody doesn't know Enron, uh, what uh-huh. Enron was. Yeah. Enron doesn't exist anymore. So Enron is gone as a company. And it was, and it's horrible story because a lot of people lost their life savings. They lost their retirement because Enron was cheating on the inside. They were setting up internal metrics for traders, energy traders to hit And they were actually like calling power plants and asking them to do like fake shutdowns and things like that to manipulate the energy market. And it was happening, the the corruption was happening at an employee level, uh, but was definitely encouraged by the management culture that was there. And it was around this this almost cult-like culture of like, we're going to be successful no matter what it takes. There were actually like brownouts and blackouts in California during that time frame that nobody could explain. And it was because what Enron was doing, they were shutting down plants to manipulate the price of energy and they're gone now. So check it out. There's lots of good books on Enron. So as we study companies and their culture, like what's the line at? What do we want to just be professional where we just kind of get to know each other's names and we keep the personal stuff out of it? Or do you go deeper? Like, can you go too far the other way? Can you be so much as a family that you become almost a cult of personality inside the company and and you become too close with each other? So we decided to wrestle with this whole idea of family. I joke around with our team all the time. when, When I say, when we get busy, I say, well, we're your family now. And I don't think they like that. So that's a that's a that's going to be going to be a topic of conversation for today. How much family does family belong in work? How much family should work situation be? So we have with us today we've got Diana Royalty. Diana's joining us out out on the West Coast, representing the West Side. The best coast, yeah. The, the best coast, the West Coast. All right, yeah. thank you. And we have Bethany Taff who brought this topic to us. Bethany. Hello. Nice Hello. to see you all. Nice to see you all. And then we've also got Mary Ling. Mary, how are you? I'm good. Nice to talk to you all. Nice to be here, right? Yep. And then our myself, Don Harkey, and our host, Matt Griswold. So Matt, take us away. Okay. So I'm already struggling with this topic. All right. So let's let, and and many, many of our listeners might be in the same boat, right? So I'm going to maybe take this stance and we're going to go from the other side of it because, you know, Don, you're sharing your story about Enron. They were family and this is what happened to them. And a lot of people listening are like, well, they're a crappy example of what a family looks like, right? That's a crappy family, not a good, not a good family, right? And so let's not abuse the term family because, you know, we need more of this in our life anyway. So 
I think what we're talking about are the boundaries, right? What, what, what point are those boundaries? Okay, what does that look like? And maybe that answer is not uniformly from business to business to business either, right? Each business or each company or maybe each department or maybe each team, I don't know, needs to w- define what that looks like or what those, what, those, uh, what those boundaries look like. I think there's traits potentially of, of when we're talking about where your family now, I think we're using that as, as kind of a fun, funny example because people can relate to it. Meaning like, oh, okay, so I just don't need to see my real family. I just need to adhere to all of, all of, uh, you know, my professional friends or my professional businesses and my, my professional accounts or, or those things, which maybe that's a good place to start. So if we're dividing this term family up, because I think there's good traits that businesses could also take from this idea of family, but then we're, we're really talking about the negative traits of that. Like, so if, if we're talking about dividing this idea of family up, let's maybe talk about uh, what are some of those boundaries or some of those traits that maybe businesses adopt that uh, should be maybe the bad side of what family potentially looks like. Can I preface something though first and say, because we were pre-talking, we were pre-gaming this episode and somebody, Mary, I think it might've been you, but, but we know lots of of businesses, lots of good businesses, that they're literally family. They are literally open. It is literally us. We are literally doing this. So some of this message that we're talking about is a lot of figurative, not literal, right? Like we can agree with that foundationally before small businesses or businesses across the country are like, wait a second, we thought this was a great idea when we opened this. Like we fleshed it out. We have very clear boundaries. And that's good. So again, we're talking about maybe the traits or the boundaries that might go into that. So an unhealthy family dynamic might look like, okay, forget that, forget uh, your actual family. You're going to spend all of your time here with us. I know we used a couple of examples like that. What are some maybe unhealthy traits or, uh, or some other unhealthy traits maybe that we're talking about here when we're having this boundaries slash family conversation in business? So I, one example I've heard of this, and this is sort of what sparked the conversation for me was I was listening to a podcast about another organization who was, they were kind of talking about a previous situation that happened. Um, Most of the people have already sort of left that, left that organization, but they were talking about previously some abuse that had happened within this organization. So I'm going to, this is sort of like the the stronger example, and then maybe we can pull out into some less, some more subtle, some more subtle examples here. But this is sort of a harder example of this, where there was, they were sort of uncovering abuse and things like that. And people, they had sort of used within their culture, this term of that we're a family. And that sounds really good. And it can be, it can be okay in some situations when, like you said, we're talking about a good family and a healthy family and some positives within that. And it probably started out with the best of intentions here too, in this particular organization. But what, what happened was that there was this abuse happening underneath the surface that nobody knew about and nobody was reporting it because we were always assuming the best about people and we were always giving second chances and we were never taking taking you know those those situations as seriously as we needed to because we were almost like too forgiving right and so what happened is people continued to get hurt and then there was lies and then there was secrets and then there was all these things that happened and it caused a lot of issues and so so they've sort of gone to the other the other side of it now to say 
we do not say that. We intentionally say we are not your family because it was used as a way to sort of manipulate situations there. So I think that's an extreme example of how it can be um, where the boundaries get blurred. And, and so that's the extreme example. Again, I think we can start pulling out some subtle, some subtle examples of, of it as well. So it feels like, like, you know, back to Matt's question, you know, about the, uh, the, the what trait is it specifically that unhealthy families have that that hadn't happened in business is the obligation piece of it. Like I have an obligate, you have an obligation to your family. So the obligation to a family makes it where you can't like fire your brother-in-law, right? You can't fire your, your aunt or your, you can't do that. You know, so, so you have, I see it, there's lots of interesting looks going on right now. I'm just randomly naming family members, not specific to anybody listening to this right now. Not, not I love all of my family. They're all great, but that's exactly what I'm talking about is this idea that you don't let people go from family and you don't always question families. Think about like the discussions you have over Thanksgiving dinners within families. Like, do you really get into deep topics? Do you really challenge each other? Do you tell, tell each other whenever you're like, if, if you're, if your mother-in-law brings a pumpkin pie and it's not very good, do you tell the mother-in-law that their pumpkin pie is not very good? Now in a business, if, you're, if your coworker or somebody that works for you that brings, that brings work in, that's not very good. Do you tell that person that, you know, inside of a family culture, they may not say something about that. You know, it's that, it's some of that obligation. You know, Don, can I take it a step further without stepping on even more toes? Not even, not, not our toes here, but, and of course we, we never mention anybody, but some of the things maybe we have heard or potentially have seen is what if the family member, this is that obligation piece, maybe to the full extent, they don't even work there anymore, but they're still on the payroll. And the company is potentially losing lots of money and they're continuing to pay for that person because they have an obligation because they're part of the family. And now this is maybe one of those traits. And this is maybe where we're separating the family idea versus not. Now they're making an emotional decision to be able to pay for that person because they have an obligation to that person because they're, you know, quote unquote, literally in, in the family and they're not using their best judgment to make the best decision for the company in that moment because it's all emotional because they are so close or maybe the lines are blurred or they're literally family. Does that make sense? So uh, yeah, I see some head nods. Diana, you look like you want to engage here. I don't know, guys. I think I am way more mean than all of you because you're like, you can't fire your uncle. Yes, you can. You can't get rid of these people from your family. Sure can and do definitely will. (laughs) I'm just really mean. I say all the time, Matt, I love you, but I will fire you. Like, yeah. And I think that's, I think that balance is important is I don't think that's mean. That's the conversation, right? Of like, we can't, we can't be too extreme on either side here. And if we have a, if we have a happy balance is like, yeah, sometimes we do have to fire our uncle or whoever, you know, but I think what's hard and sometimes damaging with this, this idea of, okay, are we as a work family is that when you do, if you're the one who's getting fired or you're the one who's getting, you know, like, let's, I'm going to use the word discipline for lack of a better term here. But if you are being disciplined, even within your workplace and you have this culture of, well, we're a family that hurts even more, right? Like it's even more personal and it shouldn't be because this is work. This is what your career is. This is, this is not, this isn't your family. And so I think it can be damaging in that way too. Yeah. And maybe we can dive into it about where this comes from, right? Is what we'll, we'll hear lots of, lots of, especially supervisors and especially business owners will use that term family. 
Like they will, they're the first ones to use it. It's not the employees that say, I want to work for a company that feels like a family. It's the owners who say, I want our company to feel like a family. And when you do that, it does it several things. Is one is when you throw the term family out, it makes the other people that you work with maybe set it sets expectations that aren't realistic. Like you don't like you don't get rid of family members. So you're going to be safe inside that. It also really opens up, I think, as an owner to your employees saying like, I need to know everything that's going on in your lives. We've talked about like some companies in the past, like Hershey's and Ford and stuff, they've made some some attempts at like a work utopia where the, the bosses would go to the people's houses and make sure they weren't drinking and they were raising their kids right and educating things right. And that line just gets crossed a lot. And I, I see it happen more from the boss's standpoint. And I think sometimes if we really dug into it, there's probably multiple reasons for it. One reason it might be because the boss supervisor owner doesn't have enough friends. And so they think I'm going to buy some friends at work, essentially. I think that's some of it. Just to be blunt about that, I think that sometimes happens. I also think that it's also done because bosses, supervisors, owners don't like to discipline. So we like the idea of, well, it's just all, we'll just all get along all the time. And then we use this idea of like, no, you're my family, you're the community. So that, that means we all get along all the time, forgetting that in real families, that's not really how things work either. I think that's where that comes from. So as we talk about this topic, that's why I think we brought this topic up is just because we see that idea quite a bit is I want my employees to feel like they're a family. You know, we talked about it. And when we went to find Mary in her position, there was a conversation I remember we had, we were talking about what are we looking at? And, and somebody brought up the point and said, you know, we feel kind of like we're a family. We want to protect our family when we bring somebody new in. I think there were some good things about that, like from our company culture, but I think it's also, we want to be careful about that. That's a high bar for Mary to come in. Mary, I'll let you speak on this to come in and say, Hey, you're entering into our family. Now you're our new family member. That, that feels weird, doesn't it? it? It could if I let that be assigned to the situation, but I chose not to let that be assigned to the situation. When people talk about family, I think it's a behavior or like Matt said, a trait aspect. You know, in family, I, I just think about a situation that happened just this last week at a cow show with family that was political, very political and, uh, and bad. It was really bad. But it, it's, it's a behavior. You, you stick up for your family. You pull them even when they're in their worst spot. You do everything you can for them, you know, and, and I know Diana said, no, you don't. And there's some people, no, no, you don't. You know, when the pie stinks and the mother-in-law brings it, I'm going to tell my mother-in-law, but if Bethany brings a pie and it doesn't, it doesn't taste so great, I'm not going to tell her. I mean, there's just, the, that's the difference for me. Sorry, Bethany. I will totally tell you, Bethany. I'm, tell me. I'm just going to tell you. I do remember whenever uh, Don hired me, he told me that he would tell me if my babies were ugly. So I have yet to hang a picture up of my children in the office. I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, I just think it relates to the behaviors that we want in the environment of trusting and caring for each other and working hard together to accomplish something. Yeah, so let's, I mean, let's continue to go down down that path just so people don't you know they, they understand maybe where we're coming from first of all we're a five-person company so it's not like we have hundreds of employees and you know i understand maybe it's a little bit harder to connect i think i think people do want to go to a place where they can feel some sort of a connection at least with somebody that's why we always have people refer friends right because hopefully you can go to work with people that you also like and that you know and and that you know maybe even outside of work and and i think for a lot of people that's 
that's important. You know, we we tend to just, you know, re- revealing what's behind the curtain just a little bit for the people's interest group. We tend to know what's going on in each other's lives on a regular basis. Like we were talking about, we know what's going on with our kids or our families or our pets or, you know, our life on the weekend. Like we don't just shut that off and on. And no, 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 during the hours of eight to five, you will know what's going on in my life. Other than that, you are not privy to that. We share pictures and videos all the time of our, you know, Hey, this is check this out. Like, and, but let me, let me share this. I don't feel obligated to do it. Whenever I have an experience like that, you guys are some of the first people, you know, of course, you know, beyond my wife, like you guys are some of the first people that I want to share those experiences with. So I don't want to use family as this negative term. I think we're talking about the traits or if we're overstepping the boundaries, you know, if, if Mary was consistently like, quit sending me pictures of your freaking kids all the time, I don't care what you're doing. That might be another conversation, right? But so far we haven't gone that, like we support each other in the things that we want to do, or we share like fun moments uh, with family, with each other too. And I think that's a super positive trait that you can also bring into the workforce too. Bethany? Yeah, there's a closeness that we're having, you know, that we have, which I think that that's okay. There, again, there's that balance of it of like, we yeah. can still be friends, we can be close, we can share what's going on, you know, in our personal lives with, the, with each other. And also, I recall Don on more than one occasion, and, sh- you know, reminding me that like, he wants me to like prioritize my family over work. You know what I mean? At the end of the day of like, to take care of my family. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I think is really important and sort of like the, the, the difference, the difference. You know, just to add to that too, you know, I had a trip last week in uh, Dallas and I, I, you know, Don couldn't go. I wanted Mary to go. I wanted Diana to go. You know, I was asking different, like, cause they normally go and shadow and stuff like that. And they're a big support, but no, I mean, Diana had family in, so she snubbed me, which is totally fine. And Mary had a family thing too, which she kind of snubbed me also, which is totally fine. So I went on my own. I think that's that boundary. Like we want to hang out, but we also understand we're not the end all be all for each other at the same time. I think that's the difference between the expectation, right? And the closeness. I think that's the difference. If it, that, if that closeness becomes the expectation that sets a really bad precedent for the business, because first of all, as the boss, like it's hard, like if I'm, if I'm really, really close in your life, it makes it a little harder for me to say, no, that, but what you did there was not good. That was not good work. Like you just have to be cautious of that. Or on the flip side of that, like if your family, if, if, if I mean what I say, say to everybody that your families are more important than the business and that I want you to prioritize that, your families may tell you one day that you may need to leave the, this company. And if, you're, if you look at it as, well, I'm leaving my other family, that's, that's a hard thing to leave. Like it may not be in your best interest to be thinking like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, Mary, go ahead. Just a side note <clears throat> where we all show each other the pictures and stuff of our families and things that we're doing. We have... Uh, little system that is called water cooler. I just want to share this with our listeners. So they don't think that all the time we're sharing these on open work hours, always letting that interrupt everything that's going on. But we have a little side deal called water cooler that we share to all of those experiences. So we know that it's not like the work priority to go see Matt's kids all the time and Matt dancing and Matt's trophies and Matt food and all that stuff from Matt. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And Facebook or, you know, there's social media platforms for you to keep up with your friends as well that in, in just in, in, in my HR experience, I've always not been friends 
on Facebook with my coworkers. And guess what, y'all? <laughs> I came You're here indeed. and I was already friends with some of my coworkers on yeah. Facebook. So if we're not friends tomorrow, Matt, you now know why. <laughs> Diana, what were you going to add? I was going to say, I think a huge part of the the problem with saying the word family and business is that it comes with a lot of baggage. Family can mean so many things. It can be good. It can be bad. I think there's a lot of like expectation with family and a lot of unstated expectation with family. And so like that word in and of itself comes with so much baggage. And I think when you tie a word that has so many different meanings to people, to something like work and business, you're going to get a hundred different outcomes. And so I think you have to be careful about tying this word to your culture because then you have 25 different cultures because family doesn't mean the same to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that. I was thinking that too, of like, family, you know, if we think about an idea, even if it's a positive, like even if we're thinking about what does an ideal family look like, we all probably have a different version of that, (laughs) of like my family, the way that we function is probably really different than Matt's in a lot of way, or yours, Diana, or your Mary, you know, like we all have our own idealized version of what family looks like too. And we all have different experiences that could have some negative impacts of what family looks like of how we were raised too. And so, yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting word to kind of commingle with work relationships as well. But then I think, you know, to, to Matt's point of like, what are, if we could pull out some more of those, um, and I don't know if we, if we want to talk about any more of those, but if we could pull out some more of those positive traits and those positive aspects of what we really mean when we say that, um, I think that there's some, there's some value there. Yeah. I love that, Bethany. I think, I think, I think I lost what I was going to say. Dang it got thrown off. I'm sorry. Start over, Matt. Yeah, Bethany. And I was actually thinking about those types of things too. Like, again, it kind of comes to those traits, but what are some of those positive things? Like, I think, I think people want to feel connected to some level that we have different levels of how connected we want to get, right? Just be friendly with our cube mate, maybe at work or like do stuff on the weekend, right? There's very, there's varying levels of connectedness. So I think, but I think that's one of the positive traits. I want to feel connected at least a little bit. I want to, I want to feel like I have some sort of psychological safety, maybe some sort of a safe place where I can interact with, with managers or leadership there. I want to be able to feel supported, you know, if I want to maybe try to promote or change departments, or uh, I want to have a certain amount of support that goes along with it too. I I think I would put those types of things when we're talking about family. I think I would put those types of things in the positive traits of what that might look like. Again, we have varying levels, very, very, very seldomly, I think, do people in a high-performing culture, which I'll use that term because we talk about high-performing cultures a lot, I think very, very seldomly do people that work in a high-performing culture, well-placed, just want to go to work, go home, not interact with anybody, not feel satisfied, not feel driven, not feel accepted, not feel valued, like just leave me alone, I'm going to go home, I'm going to work, I'm going to go home. I think very, very seldomly does that ever, ever happen. I think we want to to compete. I think we want to uh, be feel valued. I think we want to have relationship. I think we want to feel like we're winning. I think we want to feel successful. And so I think you, we, we can add more to that, but just to kind of give you an idea of where I'm going, I think there's things that leadership or owners or management can also do. Okay, so if that's the train of thought for the conversation, what are some things that I could do to foster maybe a, an environment like that to where that happens? 
to where it doesn't break into the unhealthy part of what family potentially looks like. Diana? Whenever I hear owners or leaders say the word family, to me, I I automatically think they're trying to allow everyone to be human. They're trying to allow everyone to have good days and bad days and for us to care about each other as people and not just, you know, parts of a cog in the machine or part of the the organization, right? They're they're trying their best to humanize the people that work there and give them something to rally around. Yeah, I think that's a great, great way to put that. Mary, we're going to add. Yeah, so I saw um, a company once that had one of their values as permission to play. And Diana, that really like kind of, you know, piggybacks on be human. You know, you're, you're human and you can you can try things and fail at things and still be part of this community, this this group of people here and work with us. And I really like that. I thought that was pretty neat, but it's defining those values and then maybe even defining the behaviors under those values, I think is a way that organizations can roll out their expectations and what they mean more by the family type environment. Awesome. Bethany. Another positive aspect that I see to pull out here is just like, I think it's a respect for your team. And I don't, and I actually don't think that's always like the same as family. (laughs) I think in some ways, like in most families, we probably don't respect each other as well as we should. But I think that's something that we mean when we say family too, within a work situation is that I think we really want to be able to respect everybody. And at the end of the day, we're still a team, like we're still working together towards one purpose and one goal. I appreciate that. Thank you, Bethany. Nice, nice job here. Do we want to add maybe some thoughts from like a manager or or owner perspective? Like, okay, so if that's the goal, what are some of those ideas that we might be able to pass along? And, And I don't know if you want to do this as your quick tip part here, since we're kind of coming short on time now too. Maybe we can leave with with giving some ideas for, okay, so yes, I get what you're trying to say. How do I foster an environment like that? How do I create that environment so I can have that good, healthy culture, but also help establish some boundaries. So who has a good thought to start us off there as we go around the table one last time? I mean, I think you have to start, if you're an owner manager, I think you have to start by showing your employees that you do care about them so that you do, you do ask you, but, but I think you have to let them guide you of how far you go with that. So like Mary talked about, like not being friends with people on social media. My general rule of that is I, I, I will be friends with somebody on social media when I was on social media, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but when I was on, I used to do that, but only with the other person asked me first. I never asked first because if I ask, then it's an obligation. If the other person asked me, then it was like, they kind of wanted to. So then I can say, okay, that's kind of cool. You know, I don't go and I don't make it a requirement for anybody to share like what's going on at home. I don't want to, you know, I, I'll ask questions about the kids, but then I'll take the cues of people of how far do we go with that? Like, do you want us hanging out with your kids? Can I, can we, or, or not, or do I need to learn all of their names? Yeah. Like, like Anna Lynn, that's one. Yeah. But, but uh, it's, it's the, it's, I think you have to take your cue. I think where it gets far too far is that when you want the family side as a boss and you start pushing it and you start inserting yourself where it shouldn't be. And you start saying, well, look, we, maybe we should all vacation together. Maybe we should all hang out more. Maybe we should all do all that. So, and then it gets, then it starts to get weird and that turns from, in, from fun into forced fun, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Don, for starting us off. Who's next? Mary? So we didn't, excuse me, we we did not really touch on if you own a family business and have family members working for you. So 
there are families that do pay their family members and that do have family members that work for them. And as an owner of one of those companies, I would just ask that you put yourself in a situation where you were an employee looking into that world. And what does that look like for that employee? And how do you want to handle situations um, that occur with family members? Because you're setting the precedent by handling those family members for those employees as well. So it's a it's an environment that I just ask that if you are an owner with a family, which is still a beautiful situation that occurs here in our world, if you could just be mindful of all parties that are involved, I really think that the employees and the family would appreciate that. Thank you, Mary. Diana? Yeah, I think... My advice is anybody who wants to use the term family, instead of using that term, define the values that you think come with that. So if that if you really want a family atmosphere, say more about what that means to you. Define, is that respectful? Is that graceful? Is that loving? Like, what does that look like? And define those characteristics instead of blanket family. Define the values in which you're trying to adhere to. Thanks, Diana. And I'll go here before I pass it off to Bethany because Diana stole mine. So Bethany, no, I was going to say, I was going to, no, I was going to, I was going to talk about, you know, we preach a lot about core values and like mission, vision, value stuff. Maybe you can just embed or bake in some of those things that you're trying to say without, you know, taking it to the negative side into your core values. If you should feel strongly about that within your culture, about the, uh, you know, about your organization operating in a certain way with a, you know, certain, certain traits or values, then Make those into your core values that you already have. And then as you're onboarding new employees, you can take them through what that means to you and why you put that there, why that's so important. How do you make those action items? So Bethany. I was trying to decide which, which, what direction to go with it um, because I like what Don said and like setting boundaries and as a manager kind of helping like guide your people, like help them know that it's okay to set certain boundaries for one thing. I think that's, that's one side of it. And then the other side of it, and this could be for managers, but this could be really for any employee too, is if you feel like if maybe you already are in a culture that uses this term a lot, this family term, and you ever feel like it is being used for, you know, for manipulation, or it's being used in a way that's not appropriate or, not a positive view of what family should look look like bring other people into the conversation and push back on that in in an appropriate way and so i don't know what that looks like it might be another leader within the organization it might be your hr person you know whatever whatever that whatever the situation is i think make sure that you're challenging what what and when you're using that term family and make sure that it's in a positive light and, and not in a way that's going to be harmful for your, for your people in your organization. Great. Thank you, Bethany. We hope this was a valuable topic for you and you might have other thoughts that you'd like to share with us or things that maybe we didn't touch on. Feel free to interact with us on all the different social media platforms. But uh, if you have other ideas too for topics, we're always up for that. Diana, how can they get a hold of us and where can they see some of our stuff? Talk about that. You can email us directly anytime at morethanwork at peoplecc.com. That goes directly to all of us. Or you can find us on our social media. Our handles are at PeopleCentric or at PeopleCCG. And we're on all of the social media platforms, including TikTok. Yeah, that's nice. Come follow us. We love to hang out with people. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for, for, thanks for being a part of this More Than Workers family. Share the podcast, invite others, give us topics, all that stuff. Thank you all.
Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.